Hi, you're watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media, all of our platforms, including podcasting. That's right, Anchor FM and now Spotify. That's right. Uh, I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That young man is? I'm Eric Zandona in Vancouver, Washington. And Eric, uh, uh, we've, been, we've been at this for, uh, gosh, a, a little bit, a, a, few, a couple of weeks, and I, I'm kind of excited because... Uh, we had some some um i guess you have an in with with is it's price imports isn't it yeah it's price so the 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 family name is german so even though it doesn't it's not spelled like the typical price it's pronounced price okay okay so, so this is miel de tierra this is this is a, a a brand new line for us although they've been around since what 2017 or yeah something like that and they're an award winner uh, uh, that's not what this is. This is really cool. Now I read, yeah. I read in, in their point of sale material that they, uh, this company, um, Miel de Tierra, the brand owners are, are, yes, you see the back is a honeycomb. Mm -hmm. uh, they, uh, a portion of the, of the proceeds go to, to helping preserve the bees in, in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really fun thing. You know, it's been a few years now where, uh, you know, honeybees all over North America and I think maybe even Europe have been experiencing this big decline. And so they've been putting a, a portion of their proceeds from the bottle sales into helping um, preserve uh, native bee populations in Mexico. Excellent, excellent. See, no fences, just, just you know. <laughs> our bees mingling with their bees, you know, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this whole line, Miel de Tierra, is some interesting um, uh, concepts. Uh, first of all, this this particular one we're going to try tonight is Salmiana. This yeah. Is, now, um, according to the information, and I still have um, I still have my, my uh, point of sale material up, the, the Salmiana is, uh, this particular state is from San Luis Potosí, uh, yeah. And it is um, uh, a hoven, so it's wild salmiana. It takes about 10 years to grow. Yeah. Um, and the hand of the maker, this is, this is more of a rustic, traditional uh, uh, process. And I think everything you need to know is, like, right here on the, yeah. on the right. outside. Uh, have you had any of this? Have you tried it? Yeah, yeah, I've tried it. I tried a little bit before. Um, at a an event called Mexico in a Bottle, and um, I've also uh, I had tried a little bit of it right, right before we came on. Okay, all right. I I have not. Um, the interesting thing is I I told Eric, you know, did you get did you get extra stoppers on yours? And because they, they sent me like three of these, and I just I just got one of these that you know the, the, <laughs> it happens it happens, folks. In yeah. fact, it probably happens more in Texas uh, because you know these are all handmade, you know, yeah. and they're hand they're hand glued. Mm -hmm. But it gets really hot out here, especially in the summertime when we get uh, when we get samples, and it's not uncommon that the the glue, or if there if somebody put you know glues a metal to the to the top here, stuff starts to you know um, melt and come off. Mm -hmm. So that's not uncommon. It happens a lot to us here in Texas, but. Um, we're gonna to try tonight the Salmiana. Uh, the, the interesting thing, Eric, that I found about reading this information is that this is 80 proof. 
This is not your your traditional mezcal at uh, at at a higher proof. Yeah, so I think it's a inter it's interesting because so the process is very traditional. So in terms of they're using a uh, uh, conical oven, you know, pit oven that they're roasting the agaves in. They're doing wild fermentation or natural fermentation in wood vats, and then doing a copper, you know, uh, still distillation. Yes. Um, and then at the same time, it's a little bit so that there's that very traditional process. But then to me, it seems a little bit like the choice to to bottle it at the 40% is a little bit more trying to uh, have a product more situated to new mezcal uh, drinkers. So people who are new to the category, maybe coming from tequila into mezcal. And so starting at 40%, the intensity is a little bit less, but the flavor is still there. So, yes. it's, you know. Yeah, I, we, we have a tendency to call these, at least we have in the past, is gateway mescals. And, mm -hmm. and, our, and one of the best lines that I've ever had was scorpion mescal. And, you, you know, I, I don't know if you had a chance to talk to Doug. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, scorpion has, has made a, a, a wonderful line, a complete line, mostly... At, at at 80 proof mm -hmm. and and it doesn't skip a beat I'm telling you it was it was a big brand of promise winner for us uh, but he does have a, a, a traditional line a scorpion I think and mm -hmm. uh, so I'm I'm using my Sasso Jarrito this is this is the one for the usually that I use for mezcal uh, Eric's got his trusty Glencairn yeah oh my oh oh wow so the other interesting thing about the Samiana is that this is also a, a traditional agave used for making pulque. Um, oh, okay. So this is these are these are the big ones that we see the old black and white pictures of. These yeah. are the ones you can literally climb into. Yeah, yeah. They get really, really big. I can't imagine breaking one of these monsters up. You know to. To, yeah. Just just harvesting this thing is gotta be gotta yeah. be uh, you know I don't even do yard work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They must be like a hundred and something kilos just for the pina. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting some really vegetal notes, uh, uh, mm -hmm. like like cheese or mushroom as well. Something. Uh -huh. something... Yeah, I think there's a there's a really interesting complex nose going on there's a a um real savory meaty kind of maybe cheese yeah like a hard aged cheese right kind of uh umami character going on but at the same time there's that word yeah. <laughs> umami no umami <laughs> yeah but at the same time there's a a little bit of sweetness that i get on the nose um and uh just like just a hint of sort of the vegetal character, it reminds me a little bit of um, like the pickled carrots, you know, like you oh, find it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a little bit sweet, a little bit vegetal. But see, the funny thing is, for me, when you say when you say pickled carrots, it, it's it's a it's a bad, it's not that great. I'll tell you why. My mother used uh -huh. to make her own her own chili 
Yeah. And and that means that means putting the carrots in the you know how you buy those in the store right. they're, they're carrots yeah. or jalapenos right. and and they're but it requires boiling vinegar or something. I don't know how my mom did it. Okay? But it would smell up the house. <laughs> and and it was the same as, you know, what La Vittoria is or or wherever you you know whatever line Goya, whatever line that you get your right. your your but it was always infused with jalapenos. So the carrots get really hot like jalapenos they get very very spicy yeah and it wasn't until i moved to new mexico that i realized that chili came in different in different forms and then i fell in love with, with green chili because mm -hmm. jalapenos i'm just now acquiring a flavor uh, again for jalapenos so right. so when you say pickled carrots it's like oh no wait <laughs> no not chili carrots no wait yeah you know well it doesn't have the vinegar but it, it reminds me of like it's like soft, kind of sweet, kind of vegetal. Just anyway, that's what it reminds me. <laughs> that's well, you know, I want to try it because I don't think of all the mescals that we've had. I I don't think that we've had one salmiana yet. Yeah. And on sipping off the cuff, so I'm kind of I'm excited to see what this is going to be like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in here. Here we go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. On my retronasal, I can get the smoke. You know, I wasn't getting smoke at all on the nose. Yeah. No, not on the nose. It's really, really faint on the palate. Um, I get a lot of sweetness. Yes. And, it's, and still some of that, like, earthy, umami kind of richness and... Um, yeah, and then on the finish, the smoke starts to show up. Yep, yep. And you're right. This is very rich. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a really good descriptor because there's a lot going on, not just on the nose, but but on the on the intake. It's very well balanced. Wouldn't you say mm -hmm. that, it, that it's the nose yeah. and, the, and the intake are very balanced? Yeah. Yeah, I would say the, the nose and um, the flavor are really well integrated, where mm -hmm. the, the, you get the same sorts of characters in both places. Some spirits you'll find the nose can be really different from the taste, and yes. sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad, but these are these pair really well. There's sort of what you smell is kind of what you get in the flavor. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's what I and really that's really why I said it was very balanced. Yeah, yeah. Because it can go the other way around, or like, like you said, if, if it had it been aged in wood or had this, you know, yeah. different factors, uh, and of course the hand of the maker. Um, and mm -hmm. if you all, if, if people are fans of knowing who that is, the Maestro Mescalero is Don Juan uh, Sarur Flores. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've never heard of this gentleman, but, but he, wow, man, this is, now, you remember when you said that this is the same plant that's used for uh, for pulque? Yeah. And and you know those plants are are enormous. Yeah. So it would it would it 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 makes sense to me that that the the plant itself would be very meaty. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a lot of fiber. It it's been alive for a long time. It's acquired a lot of what what is surrounding it in the soil and 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 all that. Um, I. You know, honestly, uh, the, 
and I'll be honest with you, I, I the only pulque I've ever had has come in a can. Uh-huh. Uh, there's like one line that comes in a can. Okay. And and I enjoyed it. It's it it's probably not what people ha- or what you've had when you were in Oaxaca. Yeah. You know, but I can I here's the thing. I'm tasting this salmiana and I'm going, wow, I wonder what this tastes like as a pulque. You know what I mean? Because you get that sometimes, you know, with, with tequilas and mezcals, you go, oh, I wonder, I wonder how this would taste at a higher ABV or what would it taste like, you know, uh, especially when you have a, a, a maestro mezcalero who, who uses the same techniques but with different plants. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I, I, I would really like to know what this tastes like as a pulque because if it's this flavorful, I mean, obviously pulque doesn't, doesn't go through any ty- any type of distillation. Um, right. yeah, yeah, distillation. So, um, is it similar? Can you can you tell me? Yeah. I mean, the obvious like like the obvious things that are different, right? There, there's no smoke character. Um, pulque is interesting because like the first time I ever had it, it was um, flavored with some sort of berries or something, right. and I just. Which is a common practice. You'll see it flavored with citrus or berries or mango, mango or whatever. And uh, I wasn't a big fan. I was like, "Yeah, this is okay." But then, when living in Oaxaca, I got to try pulque a few times, and just on its own, I think it's really kind of delicious. It's an odd initial sort of experience because it's so different. It's from beer or wine right. or uh, anything else like that. It has this like. Uh, kind of opaque, cloudy, white look to it. I, I hear uh, the viscosity is is hard to get used to. Yeah, and it, it it's it's that it's it's definitely thicker than like a beer or wine, you know. So it it uh, so that can throw some people off. But I think it's actually really nice. It's really refreshing, um, and um, yeah, it has. I would say in some ways, like the. The core flavor in terms of like sweetness with a little bit of like richness to it that this uh, that this mezcal has it does sort of carry over from the pulque. So um, I think I think it's a really good expression of the plant itself. I, I am really really enjoying this and and yes eventually I would like to try this at a much higher ABV but but I think at, at this point. Being what it is, is is a great introduction for somebody who wants yeah. to experiment with the different plants that are out there, but maybe doesn't yeah. want to go, you know, full-on aggressive, right. you know, and, and... This is great, too, because if you like, if you like um, tequilas and you're interested in some Hoven mezcals uh, that aren't uh, very smoky... Uh, you know, this is, it's got a great smooth body. It's got great texture. So it's, it's really nice. Yes. Really nice. Um, I, I think you'll agree with me. Let's, let's, let's not mince any words right here. Yeah. Brand of Promise nominee. I say so. I, I think so too. I, I love, I, I, for my first Salmiana, I am very impressed. Uh, yeah. but, but this is called Miel de Tierra. Now, do you know where, where people can find this right now? Is it, is it still, is in the states is it is it in california is it it i'm i'm sure yeah. you know in california for sure um but outside of that i'm not sure okay. i it 
I know that they have distribution in some other states, but I, I don't know where. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll you know keep us posted on this. But this was this was our take on Miel de Tierra Salmiana Joven, mm -hmm. unaged. Yeah. Really, and, and you know what? Uh, I I would I, I would want to nominate this as brand of promise in the mezcal packaging, especially for mm -hmm. the tickets. I, I think it's very colorful. You know, you get all the information that you really need, uh, you know, uh, hopefully on the uh, on the sell sheet yeah. on, the, on the ticket here. But I really like I, 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 I like I, I like what they're standing for. I like what they're doing mm -hmm. with a very stock bottle. I mean, everybody yeah. we've seen this bottle before, but I think it's very clever how they've they've decorated it and used uh, used the, uh, the 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 B as their the logo. So yeah, uh, I, I think I, I think Price Imports has done a, a a great job bringing you know bringing us a variety of these. So stick with us because we're going to be experimenting the other two expressions that Price has on this line. So that's our take on Miel de Tierra. Uh, uh, Salmiana, I'm Mike Morales here, San Antonio, that gentleman over there is? Eric Zandona in Vancouver, Washington. You have been watching Sipping Off the Cuff and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on all of our platforms. Don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe or find us on Anchor FM and everywhere else that you listen to podcasts. But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely.